shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, I talked to that lady at uh, at the uh, one year anniversary uh, last weekend over at uh, Great Change. Great Change, and she was saying that the one that did the brew fest over there in Kernville, uh, she's going to invite the, the club back again. Heck yeah, cool. Well, Very cool. Yes. Oh, that's one of the best. Yes. She says uh, that our, the tent our area is always a big hit. Excellent. I mean, because you get the biggest amount of beer, the greatest uh, yeah, we're variety. Right. We're right. At the yeah. Point. Yeah, the biggest variety right there. All right. Round two of match time today. <laughs> You'll find a way to use round one. We jacked up. It just sound like people are across the football field. All right. To recap, <laughs> Scott Myers brought us a, what, a red IPA? Correct. Look, man. We enjoyed it, but it was undercarved. <laughs> Good clarity. Yes, great clarity. Um, great flavor. No, it was an amber. It was an amber. Did I say red IPA? I said it more yeah, amber. like an amber, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it had a beautiful amber color. Uh, good hop character with it. Uh, it. The hop character would have came out more if it was carved, but you may have, I don't know, you may have bottled it. I don't know, a couple of days ago in a swing top and it might have off gassed or whatnot, but uh, well done. Yeah. Can yeah. we all agree on that? Yeah, uh, I give it a solid uh, solid six and a half. Out of ten? Out of ten. Okay. For being under Your own uh, BG, BJCP, yeah, BJCP. Uh, <laughs> rating? Yeah. Cool. I mean, I'll be honest. What do you think about it, Greg? My favorite color to see in a glass, you know. I yeah. love looking at beers that are that. Like uh, amber, reddish, okay, yeah, 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 fall kind of. Put it in a light and like, it turns yeah, red. Yeah, 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 beautiful beer. Sure um, is. Yeah, I dug it. Uh, probably, I don't know what style you were actually going for, buddy, but if it was an amber, uh, yeah, pretty much on the nose, just a little bit more carbonation. Yep. If it was a red IPA, then uh, just needs a little bit of dry hop. But other than that, I dug it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. You know, six and a half, seven. Yeah. Yes. I give it. A seven. He's like, I didn't ask for any. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. This has been match times. Hey man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you bring beer, we're we're uh, we're going in on it. You know what I mean? Especially homebrew. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Greg Barley served Lime. us. Yes. Go ahead, Stephen. Barley Take Lime over. Is next. Uh, wonderful. For my second time trying it, a little boozy, but that's being expected of it being what a nine point six. If you're being yeah. technical, yeah. Oh no, very specific. Nine point six. <laughs> uh, it's it's nice. It's hot um, on the tongue, but like it mellows out. Yeah. So I'll give that one a we're rating it uh, like a. <laughs> no, you don't have probably like eight and a half, <laughs> eight and a half nine. Okay. All right. I uh, thank you. Generous. <laughs> I give it the same, eight and a half, nine. How original. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... Uh, this will be the last time Greg is brought to match time. <laughs> no, you, that's, that's you talked about uh, good hop bitterness, which it has. Yeah. I also get a little hop flavor out of it, which I enjoy. Um, did, you, did you do any hopping in the middle of the... Uh, the boil or... If I remember correctly, it was... Uh, or straight bitter. Uh, it bitter. was announced it did, um, it's an addition at 90 minutes, an addition at 30 minutes, okay. an addition at 5. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little flavor in that there. That was uh, an Apollo... It was an Apollo Centennial blend. Blend. Sweet. Yeah, yeah I can definitely get the Centennial. Uh, and you mentioned it... Uh, uh, 
carbonated I, with champagne yeast. Yeah, carbonated with champagne that yeast, was, uh, which is interesting. My boy Chris Jack, Jackson's suggestion. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked me into doing it, and it definitely paid off in dividends. Gives you a nice creamy head. Sierra Nevada, um, you mentioned the Sierra Nevada barley wine. Is that narwhal? Uh, or am no, I, is Bigfoot. that Bigfoot? Yeah. That's right. Okay. So we were, we were drinking that when we brewed it. And that was kind of, that was kind of the idea behind it. It was almost sure. modeled after that, that, you know, the color, the bitterness out of it. The, yeah. That's what I was wondering about yeah. too. Cause the color reminded me of a celebration. So I wondered if, uh, yeah, they just sort of stuck with that, uh, stuck with that concept as far as color wise, uh, goes, you know, to impart that into their uh, barley wine. Yeah. I guess they use the same hops probably that they do in Celebration L as well. I can see that, yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, is it? Because Centennial is highly used in a, oh, yeah. that beer. You know, any of the C hops really. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. For sure. Yeah. Keep it OG. <laughs> right. Like a mill. Right. right. Welcome, sir. Yeah. Uh, thanks for inviting. Hey, man. <laughs> Emil brought some homebrew by, too. Heck, yeah. Gonna give it a try. See what you guys think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> is, is that what we're going in on right now? Uh, I would love to. Did I miss anything of the recap? Um, just what we're brewing next. Oh, Central Valley Homebrew Homebrew Supply uh, finished its first year. Congrats. All right. Congrats. I don't know if we've done a podcast podcast since then. Heck yeah. Pretty much all the stuff right here was purchased at Central Valley. Yep. Heck yeah. Yep. That's what that's what we're talking about. So what's up? Even right. the bottles. Even the caps. <laughs> <laughs> nice and clean. Look at those. Woo! Nice and shiny. We're going to celebrate that. We're going to take a trip down memory lane. And I just, I'll never forget the first time I, I, I saw you guys had opened up. And you're all right down the street. I'm like, you know what? Really? All right. I walked, <laughs> I walked, I walked here from my house. And I walked in. I'm like, oh my God. They're, they're here. This is real. I thought I was in a dream because right when I moved to Bakersfield <laughs> is when uh, the last place shut down. Yeah. Like the week I moved here. <laughs> and I was bummed out. I've been ordering crap off of Northern Brewery. No. Same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Know, and it's just like, ugh. And, and I'll get, tell you what, man. You guys are a godsend. Hey. Big time. We appreciate Especially that, Especially to get, you know, get fresh yeast and stuff. That's oh, hard to do. And luckily for me, I'm always out of town. And so I'm able to hit some of the very clear brew supplies way down south. There you go. And then put it all nice and then hopefully not forget that they're in the truck when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks. All you guys have been uh, great customers and uh, onward, you know, just trying to figure things out, how to move forward. And we have some ideas in mind for this year. We're just uh, sort of keeping it under wraps right now. And uh, uh, man, uh, one thing though, I mean, it's, people probably saw it on social media. The uh, last mead class we ha had was a great, uh, you know, uh, diverting ourselves from beer for a minute. Uh, the mead making class with Tom Ballardis, a great turnout. Uh, just uh, everybody was highly involved with it. It was a really good time. So we're looking at, uh, you know, adding more more classes throughout the year. And uh, we're just, uh, Jared and I are just sort of brainstorming about that. But definitely, definitely. We'll be having the mead class again and more uh, brewing, winemaking classes and so forth, you know, going into this year. So keep a lookout for that. That'd um, be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be interesting absolutely. In the winemaking class. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So I think we have somebody in mind to uh, actually put that course on to. It's just, uh, you just got to follow up with them and figure it out when the best time is. But uh, anyway, Emil, 
you brought some uh, beers for us. Well, let's start off with this one that Stim Porcho and I did. Hey, and what's, it was that? what's that, Porcho? Porcho's a good guy. I like him. Great, great guy. But uh, this was an Imperial Stout that we were trying to figure out what we wanted to brew for that bash that we were doing over at uh, Timbler's. Okay. We were getting all together. And uh, anyhow, this is something. He decided to do an Imperial Stout, and I think it's one of his favorites to brew. I think I got to handle a customer, guys. Keep, keep going. All right. All right. But anyhow, let's pop that guy open. Oh, it's Jonathan. Be Check. <laughs> it actually fuzzed. <laughs> it's, you know, after your home brewing for almost, almost eight years. No, eight years now, yeah. So it's still one of those things. I have to listen for it. It's one of those signifiers. I think it's just a universal thing. You, you hear it and, and, and you know you're... You're at least halfway there. That was probably my biggest uh, struggle of uh, being a homebrewer is getting carbonation when bottle filling from the keg. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the hardest thing I have is is sometimes I, I'm in a hurry to carb and I do a quick carb on this stuff sometimes mm -hmm. and over carb. But this stuff's been uh, carved in the bottle, the bottle conditioned. And I will be taking a taste of this one too now. <laughs> I, uh, I did that with um, a rye maple porter that I just did. I, mm, it's, I can't say just did, but I overcarbonated because the regulator that I was using was a little, little rinky-dink one. It wasn't my normal, my new, my newer one. And then, so that one came out overcarbonated. I didn't like how it was tasting because it had this bite to it. I thought that I had just let the. Uh, Porter set on cacao nibs for too long in secondary, oh, yeah. which was also true. It has like this this bitterness, but like this rich dark chocolate bite to it that people actually enjoy. And then once I, I purged it and leave it left it at about six psi for a couple more weeks, that uh, carbonic bite went away and it, it turned out to be a pretty good beer. Yeah, yeah this one here, uh, I didn't want to do a, 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 a full grain on this one because we were doing it over at Tamblers. Uh, out in the back room, so I didn't want to take all the equipment over there. So I, Stephen and I decided to do a, a DME uh, extract on it. Nice. And I mean, it came out. I almost had to stand <laughs> on the hydrometer and put the damn thing in there because I can tell you, it, it finished off at like one 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 five something Ooh, like this. Yeah. Super high. Yeah. It's this is super lovely. high. It's it's rich. I like the body. Yeah, yeah that's it's, it's like it's like a nice mouthfeel to it. it. Overly thick, like syrupy. This is just it's right, right where it needs to be. Yeah, it's an excellent job. The legs on it, like it doesn't stick to the glass, it, it goes down pretty quick. I'll say that that first bottle that I opened to this it was, oh my god, this is gonna have to sit for a long yeah. time. It was, it was hard. It was real hard, but it's it's milled out quite a bit. And I think the longer I let it sit, the better it's gonna go. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's reminding me of that that uh, that bourbon gozi. Have you ever had that? It's like it has that similar taste to it. It's real nice. Well, what I did was I had I did a, a stout and I added some uh, bourbon to it mm -hmm. to give it a little more bite and. Uh, it had way too much bite. It's, way, it's, it's yeah, easy to overdo it. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to do it again, but I'll probably cut the bourbon in half. Yeah. Because it was way, way too, too strong. Did That's you add that to primary or secondary? No, that was all done in the primary. Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to get some of that flavor in there to try to meld this for, you know, experimenting. Do you have any interest in like, ever doing any barrel aging? 
at any point in life? Yeah, I've looked at that, but you know, where do you store the barrel? Yeah, that's. Uh, your patio looks pretty nice. How do you brew it? You don't have a cellar or anything like that. You could just throw it in. No. Or a makeshift one. Oh, I tell you, I wish. I, but uh, gosh darn, some of the projects I built for people, I put cellars in for them, yeah. wine cellars and stuff. Oh, Turned out pretty cool. But just to store those things, you know, I working out there, out in Paso and all that stuff. I go out there and I see these wine barrels all the time you're selling out there, and I go, mm-hmm. man, it'd be nice to oh, pick absolutely. up a couple of those. Just busy helping people. Yeah. Oh, welcome back, Stu. Making sales. <laughs> Would you like but some of this cool. delicious material? Yes. Dark. Ooh, sweet. Strong. He means imperial. That's yes. that is a strong beer, my friend. It's it's quite lovely though. Yeah, this is, this one came up to ten and a half. Yeah. In case you didn't know, Mill doesn't make anything probably under seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think he gave me a blonde that was like fucking ten percent or something. Oh, that that one was twelve. Yeah, twelve and a half. Under nine percent by Mill. That would be a barley wine, sir. It is. Well, it is. It's a day's work. Yeah. You know? But what I found is I that smell the booze in this. Go ahead. Yeah. You what I found booze. is that uh, I fly sparge everything, and so my efficiency is up there at 85, 90 percent. And so it's like you know I probably don't need as much grain. This or is just wonderful. Add more water to it. It's got a good good flavor. This oh, is the nice. one that Stephen Porcho like and I did. Porcho, you really made this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I went uh, went to his house a couple couple weeks ago, and he was doing a smash. And he uh, like I, I envy his stovetop. He has so much room just to sit inside during the summertime when it's hot outside. Oh. And just brew inside in the AC, man. Oh, that's man. the dream. Yeah, he's got a nice, nice, nice stove. He's got a professional stove there, real nice. That's CO money. What's up, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> Want to be friends? <laughs> uh, well, that's cool, man. That was great. What uh, did you talk about this beer yet? Uh, with these just guys? a little bit. What what yeah. Steve and I did was we brewed over there at Tembler's, and when they had that, uh, when uh, Carol oh, okay. did the deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. And set up everything for us. But uh, instead of doing an all grain, went ahead and did uh, a DME. Okay. So that way I didn't have to take as much equipment. Sure, sure. Get yeah, real yeah. clean and then pack out and get out. We had some out-of-town guests and I want to get in and out real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. What's, what's okay. the process instead of using LME? It's just dried extract. Okay. So dried how much extract. do you typically use in like any given... I think I ended up batch. using six pounds. Six pounds? Okay. Six pounds. And then just And then, then Stephen brought some... Uh, yes. And then Stephen brought some uh, specialty grain. Okay. He brought in there to, to okay. flavor the So specialty grains and then different. just all DME yes. hops. How big of a batch was this? Five gallons. Okay. Oh, man, you should have seen the mess the next day. Well, <laughs> what we did was, while we were there, uh, Stephen went ahead and aerated with the, he had the uh, uh, stone. Mm-hmm. And threw that in there, gave it a blast of air. And then I took the whole thing home, put it in my uh, <laughs> big mouth, uh, Bubbler, the damn thing just exploded. Oh, it was all over my office. office. <laughs> I all over about my office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh what a mess. Too, I think, but, oh, I'll that. tell you, I, I was afraid that I was going to lose a lot of the the uh, yeast in that because mm-hmm. that had happened. Yeah. But it, it, it did well. It did real well. Awesome. 
but I'm still finding remnants of that stuff in the closet of my office when I go to pull stuff up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why can't I pick up this box? It's, it's going down to the floor. <laughs> yeah. well, this is tasty. <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah, it's got it. It's good. I'm really happy this one turned out. Uh, any flavor additions or just straight malt? Just straight malt. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, it's funny. Before we started recording, we were talking about... Uh, unfortunate batches and things going wrong and, oh, and I I mistakenly said I've only had to get rid of two batches but in reality it was three because one of them blew up in my closet and it was a you know it was a, it was a, supposed to be a like a black IPA and uh, I went I went balls to the wall with it man and uh, bad practice it was, I was just starting out and I had hops in the fermenter the hops clogged the uh, airlock and uh, Damn. that carboy, that, that bum exploded in my closet and all my clothes. All, oh. Every, and it, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, three lost batches, not two. <laughs> I feel your pain, my friend. Oh, it's, God. It is, it's the worst. I don't know what's worse, losing that stuff or the cleanup. <laughs> yeah, because it's still sticky. I think probably, <laughs> probably really, the cleanup. Yeah, cleanup. Uh, cleanup you know, sucks. You could always rebrew something, but cleaning for like two, three hours, trying to get the shampoo out and everything, no. man. But I'm glad yeah. I, I ran tile throughout that whole first floor of my house. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that made the cleanup easy. But man, my office smelled nice for a long time. <laughs> oh man, it smelled nice. Hey, this is my favorite style uh, this time of year, man. Oh, oh this is all winter you, stuff. Thank right you for here. bringing it by. Uh, you know, all winter. Yeah, you gotta be some kind of psycho to drink a beer this big. <laughs> in Bakersfield, summer. Just ask that guy. About it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's me. But I mean, don't. I, I'll love this style, and if I'm in an air-conditioned building, sure. But there's no way I'm drinking in the uh, summer. An 11 percent beer, 10 percent beer, and 115. Yeah. Like, I, I'll drink it. I'm, I might die. Like, but. Yeah, that's that's my. I mean, I don't really like low ABV beers. No, I, I get you on that. I'm more like, oh, like, oh yeah, you know, it sounds good right now. A real, like a good session. IPA <laughs> sounds real good right now. Like a, you know, four point six blonde. I'm like, nah, <laughs> bigger the ABV, the better. <laughs> That's why I make triples. <laughs> right. I don't think I had a triple yet. Only doubles. I do want to do a Belgian quad soon. Do it. Yeah, it's it's in my pipeline to do. Uh, when about another three months. Uh, I mean, I'm, whenever that Digi match comes in, I'm going to be brewing nonstop. Hey, man. Here you go. I'm going to also be making some spirits. Yeah, yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to come up with a real nice, easy-going red ale. Okay. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Stu gave me a, put a bug in my head here about changing the hop or the, uh, the yeast. Because I use the, uh, I'm doing a split batch right now, and it's the, uh, I use the Irish and I used the Colt. Okay. So it's a split batch, and we're going to see how that turns out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... I remember to lager that Colch for a while, though. Yes. Yeah. That's going to have to set for a while. But I like the Colch yeast because it's a real easy, mellow yeast. Uh-huh. Uh, so so why, why, uh, why lager that Colch yeast? It, it needs that time. It needs to be lagered at a cool temperature, at a cool temperature for it to do what it's going to do. Uh, yeah, gotcha. and... Is it a diacetyl thing? Or? So my, I'm not sure what. All right, my my uh, experience with it, I used, uh, I think it was K97, the dry uh, coal sheet from uh, 
for Menace. Okay. Um, this was what was it? I was going for a blonde. I wanted to use Kolsch yeast to create a blonde, and I bypassed the uh, cold conditioning phase that you usually do with uh, Kolsch yeast. Mm-hmm. And the uh, beer uh, ended up sort of coming out um, uh, like a Hefeweizen. Oh, really? That Clovey, type, that type of character. Yeah, man. Clovey uh, sort of uh, got even like sort of like a chalky yeast character um, that I did not like. Um, I really hate hefts. Okay. Um, and that's what it tasted like to me, man. Uh, when I, you know, when I finally uh, got to taste the beer, uh, I just felt, you know, in the back of my mind, I didn't uh, utilize that yeast properly like Emil was talking about. And um, the couple other times I have done, you know, cold style uh, ales and gone through the cold cold conditioning phase uh they come out perfect so. yeah it makes a big difference I, yeah. I i do the exact same thing with the blondes that i do and uh it's it, everybody loves it everybody okay. loves that blonde but i don't okay. you know i tell them i i tell my the only difference that i do is i do the colch in it and then not only that but i make it a little bit darker yeah you know, I, I go with the Karma 40 usually okay. to darken it up a little bit so that way I could give it my own name. There you dirty go. Blonde. There you go. <laughs> yeah. right. There you go. But it, it seems, you know, it, it, that's the first one that empties out every time. Either that one or that uh, Grapefruit IPA that I, I can't get. wait to try that one. <laughs> Steven loves that mm. one. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think I've ever had a 9% blonde though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one there, I'm, I'm actually, that one's down around 7. There we go. Seven. But I'm trying to bring it even further down because I, I want to enjoy that one all summer long. You know, backyard. You gotta, yeah. you gotta do yeah. something to cut back your efficiency, which every home brewer is shooting for. And he's yeah. over here in the 80s, my, 90s. Yeah. My, my brother's been brewing for about 20 years and he's never fly spars before. He came over and uh, and he and I brewed that brown, and suddenly was like showing what the fly spark was, and then we took a gravity. And he's going, "Oh my God!" He goes, "I've never come up with that high of gravity after." So anyways, I go, "Yeah, dude," because I've been over at his house, and I go, "You got a fly spark," but what he does, he just he's brewing twenty gallons at a time a lot of times, mm-hmm. ten to twenty gallons, and so he's in a big hurry to get everything out, and so he just drains it, throws the water on top, hoping that it'll flush out. Mm-hmm. But when he saw what was happening after fly sparging, he made he goes, "Wow!" So that how long does your sparge usually take? It takes a good half hour, okay. a good half hour, forty-five minutes sometimes, depending on uh, how impatient I get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I had to experiment with recently is because my uh, my big mash tun doesn't fit my false bottom. I had a re- rectangle mash tun oh. on false bottom. Um, that's going to be rectified soon. But uh, is for the barley one that I made up is I had to do, we did a like a three-step sparge, and we just bat, basically batch sparge it with less water three times. And I'm talking re, re-borloft it, and it was very time-consuming, but I think that's pretty much the main reason we were able to get that efficiency out of that setup is it we had to put the time into it because otherwise you're basically either side of the mash tun isn't draining. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got, I use the, the, the 10-gallon uh, cooler, mm-hmm. but what I've done is I've got the false bottom on there, but I didn't like how it was, you know, I, I, I don't like Vorloffing, 
Okay. Uh, but what I've done is I've actually taken uh, the supply lines, the stainless steel braided supply lines mm -hmm. for uh, your uh, supply in the for your sink, your faucets yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff like that. And I've taken the hose out of that and used that as my filter, like a uh, false bottle. Okay. And that's actually a lot finer than a false bottle. Absolutely. And I've had no trouble at all. But what I'll do is I'll put the uh, false bottom that I have, I put that on top of that, the hose. Okay. And I haven't had any stuck sparges at all. It's been nice. running pretty good. It's been running really, really That's good. That's a good idea. Because I have tried the supply line before, and it, I, get, I just clogged it up. Yeah. But I that's, use, that's an excellent yeah, idea. Yeah, I use that false bottom because that seems to be my pre-filter before it goes down into, yeah. into that uh, supply line. And it's been working pretty good. And now I've actually picked up a couple of uh, three-quarter inch big uh, supply lines. And I'll probably try to put that in somewhere. Okay. So okay. Yeah. I was experimenting. I was shooting. Absolutely. For sure. And there's nothing worse than having a stuck sparge. <laughs> right, Stephen? No, stuck mash. Hey, <laughs> stuck mash. Stuck mash. I mean, yeah, you came in. Mash. You came in clutch. Uh, we uh, we did what we do. We did that stout, right? Quarter stout. Is that what we did? Yeah, yeah. It had to be. And we got a stuck mash, and he's like, "This is probably the second time it ever happening to him." He's like, uh, "CO2." I'm uh, luckily a couple blocks from the shop, so I ran home. Grabbed my CO2 tank, came back, took off my uh, quick disconnect, put it on the barb, and then shot CO2 into it, and then it just unstuck it. Yeah. Okay. So it's a little tidbit. If yeah. any of you homebrewers ever have that problem, yeah. just grab your CO2 tank and shoot some uh, CO2 up into it. Uh, <laughs> okay. that's, that's better than what I do. Yeah. <laughs> sure that you way you're not burning. It's burning, you're dumping it a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought that didn't work though. No, it worked. It did. Yeah, we. Because well, I thought then we dumped it out and we were done else. mashing though. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were at the end of it. We had maybe like ten minutes left. Okay. Of mashing. I think about a different time. Because we're draining it. We're gonna drain it into the uh, the brewer's edge to start boiling, mm. and we couldn't drain it, so I went, I went and got the CO two tank. That was your brilliant idea, which actually worked. It, it kept getting stuck as we were draining it. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, it allowed us to continue and not extract it like a, a really high amount of tenons and everything out of it. Okay. Yeah. Cause he would have just dumped it. You would have got so many tenons oh, gosh, from yeah. it. Yeah. If you use like a high amount of wheat or uh, oats or something, you know, highly gelatinous, you know, within your mash, I advise just using a damn, uh, brew in a bag inside your mash tun. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Those holes only help so much. Yeah, exactly. They, they help a little bit. And honestly, I throw them in almost every batch, like just a handful. Yeah. Just, and it's probably more a placebo than anything. No, yeah, point, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I've, I've brewed some uh, some wheat beers, and it didn't matter. Yeah, to eat those yeah, ones. Man. Yeah, they just form a pancake at the bottom Serious. of the mash tun. Serious. I mean, you just pull that bag out, dump the grain out, and mm -hmm. don't even need to really. Just rinse your mash tun out after, you know. Yeah. You don't really need to go into a deep clean with it. But anyway, okay. side note. Yeah, I got a pulley that I'm. There you looking go. Forward to using for yeah, like heck yeah. Bag. You haven't used that yet. Uh -uh. Oh man. Well, I, I mean, I, so I, my logic is having using a propane burner. I don't want to use it in the garage next to the water heater, which is pretty much where I'd be brewing. So I do everything like on the outside of the garage because I have a side entrance mm -hmm. to like my door. Right. I take everything outside. But if I have an electric system, yeah, I could use the, the pillars in the garage and sure. host it up and pull the bag out and everything like that. So that's why I haven't done it yet. Yeah. 
Okay. There you go. Looking forward to using it. I mean, that thing is genius. That kind of just did some trial errors and picked up some random stuff at the garage, but it was... Projecting this summer, you'll probably brew again? I'll be brewing probably in like the next couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Whenever that uh, DigiWoo comes in. All right, man. Comes in. All right, man. <laughs> I can just brew that inside. Yeah, All right, man. Yeah. All right, what are we cracking next? Um, All right. It's, okay, here's a chocolate stout. This is the one that I took to... Uh, this is making me wait for that grapefruit. No, the grapefruit I didn't. You didn't have any. Oh. I didn't have any. You're screwed, buddy. Damn. Yeah, too bad. Hey, Bill, why don't you invite me over? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, buddy. Okay, this is a chocolate. This is the one that uh, my brother and I did uh, about a month and a half ago, and uh, it's the same one I took to the uh, Kern River. Uh, Brewfest. I'm surprised you didn't tap out a lot quicker. Well, once that, people got a taste of this, it went. It's the name, guys. If you ever have the fortune of going to a festival, um, come you, up sir. with a really great name because this is probably one of like my top, like in my top ten favorite like homebrew beers that I've had. What's the name? It's a chocolate uh, stout. Uh, but the name, I couldn't come up with a good name. Yeah, come up with a great name. If you go to a festival and you're yeah. able to be in one, come up with a really good name. Because that's what really draws everyone in. Right. The uh, all Simcoe beer I make, I call it uh, Simcoe Down Better Than Others. Okay. <laughs> there you go, man. And then uh, my wife was pissed when I did this, but my uh, my dog's name is Barley. And that barley one I made, I, I called it Barley and Me. Okay. She's like, that's <laughs> terrible. Dude, that's Why would you name it that? That was genius, dude. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that one. Know. That'd be a good like, yeah. label. Make, make a label for it. Super, right. super danky beer, Bob Barley. Mm-hmm. Anybody do that one? Bob Barley. Bob Barley. That'd be dope. Like, yeah. um, uh, my buddy that works at Lengthwise, he was like, I used to brew a barley wine and I named it Barley Breathing. Like that's amazing. <laughs> Is there peppermint in this? No. no. I'm getting that. I'm getting <laughs> like a peppermint. Get yeah. That was weird, man. What kind of hops did you use? Mm. I'd have to go back to my notes. Mm. You got that though. Yeah, I got it like up. Uh, that was up crazy. On the. I get on on the top of my palate. Like on the side yeah. of my cheek. I see. It's almost yeah. It's like you got, got a cooling effect almost. Um, that's pleasant too. That's, like it's not like oh man, it's horrible. Like no, oh, yeah. Some people like, like a yeah. some people like putting actual like peppermint extract in a stout or something. I can't stand that shit. That's yeah. but this is good. See now this is this is a dark beer for the summertime, man. Yeah, this is a summertime dark beer. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's you, not bad. You old genius. You. There's like <laughs> there's like six other beers we have in the still, and Mills hitting us with all these ten percenters <laughs> like right but off the get go. But that's what that one finished off at. Are you serious? You're fucking. <laughs> it's eleven and a half percent beer. No. You are out of your no. damn mind. <laughs> so you don't want to enjoy that all summer. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to recap. We started off with uh, an amber IPA. I don't know what the ABV on it was. Probably low. And then Greg hit us with a nine point six. Emil hit us with a what was that? A this one. Belgian strong. Uh, You're talking the Imperial? Imperial, Imperial Stout? Yeah, the Imperial's not, uh, almost 11. 11% 10, and then another 11 percenter. And then 11 and a half. Uh, if anyone wants to come give me a ride home, I'd be greatly appreciated. <laughs> yeah. You'll walk, Steve. But I'll tell you, this one This one here came Jesus. up a lot higher than one, than the one I did at uh, at the Kern River. 
the one at the Kern River came up. I think it was like eight eight seven five. That huh. one, yeah, that one's nice. Eight seven five. But this one, I think it's just because mainly I think it's the efficiency on the okay. on the fly sparges. Okay. And uh, this one, I only ended up with maybe uh, just under four and a half gallons. So it's it, it there was a lot of sugar there, but condensed a little bit. Yes. Have you always been fly sparging, or did you just? You know, I started fly sparging. Yeah, I've been doing it a lot. Okay. Always, yeah. always. Okay. Once I went uh, dropped off of uh, went off of uh, extract. I started uh, all grain, but I was fly sparging then. Okay. This is the well, sweetest beer. I swear, it, uh, dude, I could have sworn that was six, six and a half, maybe. <laughs> It's not thick and it's it's not hot like yeah. uh, that Belgian is or that uh, strong. What yeast was used on this? God, I'd have to go back to my notes. Again. Okay, you'd probably have it in your computer or on your. Yeah, no, I don't have everything, man. That's no, his shit. favorite question. He puts you on the spot. He's like, "What rainbow was it?" Well, you know what? I can, <laughs> what hot the problem is, is like, I tried I carry it around in my pocket. You know? Yeah, I tried using the the app on my phone and it just doesn't work and so I ended up having to use it on my laptop so to go back to get all the information that I you know mm -hmm. get the information that I want I got to go to the laptop to do gotcha. it. Gotcha. I'm gonna like rinse with this IPA over here. There you go. There you go. Hmm. Steven, Steven, you gonna make it today bud? Yeah I'm gonna make it. Alright man. Little milk that's handing me 11 percenters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we might have to go grab the strong ale next. What's that? Eight percent? No, dude, it's like oh. almost seven. Okay, but still, that's that's slowing it down quite a bit. Yeah, we could I we could do I that. Did bring some KRBCs that are probably like <laughs> four point six. Yeah. If you really want to, take we also it down. have that uh, chocolate banana porter is around six percent. Oh wow! Yeah, that'd be good to have. Why didn't you invite more people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put it out there, man. Bro, I'm gonna be stumbling home. Shout to Travis, it's gotta work at Lowe's <laughs> till two. Oh, dude, your shift's over. You should be here, man. Oh, well, that's right. Come Travis said that. Jeez. I think so. If only this was live. <laughs> yeah, you guys would hit it off, man. Oh, we'll be nice. <laughs> oh, we'll be able to complain about the same shit. <laughs> yeah. I work at Home Depot, by the yeah. way. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, because those fuckers are always listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's next? All right, you want to try a brown? This one's not as heavy. What is it, what's it at? This is at 6. 9.8%. 6 like, I started my vacation today. I should keep up with <laughs> <laughs> this. Is my, this is my, my normal... This is okay. This is the one that I just uh, tapped uh, last night, and I did a real quick carb on it. I don't know how it turned out. It sounded good when I opened it. I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. So, did you ever do bottle conditioning, or did you ever do yeah. bottling? Yes. And then you moved to carb or uh, yeah. I, I, when I was uh, doing extracts, mm -hmm. I always Thanks, uh, I always did the uh, bottling, but it's such a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, cleaning the bottles and yeah. doing all that. But then uh, I go, you know what? I just started doing uh, cake Thanks. right away. I got, you. I got tired of the bottling. But bottling the sucks. best thing about bottling is that you can save the beers for the future. Yeah. That's yeah. the good part about it. 
you know and uh, so that's what I started doing now I'm starting to bottle again or some out yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Pull, pull you know four or five bottles out of every batch and then put them that way and see how they turn out I even bottled that Porter uh, Steve and I did with a beer gun man I couldn't stand it I didn't know it was even a possibility to bottle from the keg like I didn't know that was a possibility otherwise yeah, I might have done it a lot sooner but yeah it's definitely an investment I'll be making in, in the future yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that was the other thing it's like I already invested so much in like making brood a sure more efficient Thanks, you know sir. what I mean like good burner oh sure like I, you know built my little setup whatever I got going on plus all the done. extra equipment at that point I'm like alright <clears throat> do I uh, do I need to dump another right now yeah. another <laughs> X amount of X. dollars into this yeah it's all it's, about piecing together then you level out for a while and then yeah. you're like alright where do I go yeah. next and, and you know now I've I built myself a setup to where I basically don't even have to lift anything anymore. There like you that go. Pump oh. Is able to just circulate everything yep. around for me. That pump makes it amazing. Pumps are yeah. great too. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. Did I not afford you that uh, that cool thing that Intertop came out with? Stu? No, you did. I got to just show you it when I came to you, the store. You, uh, oh, you may afford it. <laughs> you were tops. Yeah, thanks, man. This is. You know, and I, I always think of beer in the term of like, I, I don't know if it's the best way to do it, but I'm like, I can see myself buying this for sure. Like in a six pack and a, in a 12 pack, I, I would buy this beer. Yeah, I my, would buy all these beers. <laughs> yeah, my brother, when uh, he and I brewed this together, and that's when I showed him how to fly spark and stuff. But anyways, this one here, uh, when he came over for Christmas and stuff, he's one of the ones that got stuck on the side of the mountain. Oh. <laughs> he had his family but anyhow um, his daughter just going into college and she's been brewing with him for, for a while oh, so cool. she's put out some really good she did a coffee stout that turned out fabulous but anyways they tasted this one and oh, now they're going to try they're going to brew it at home as well Excellent. but they really like this one a lot they really liked it alright which one's the brown this is the brown right here but yeah, they, they like the chocolate a lot. But this one's real sweet. A little sweet. For those listeners, sorry you can't taste this. <laughs> I really am because, yeah. because all of these, man. You guys are missing out. Holy Next time. Listen yeah. to the mock, you know, you know, come in for match time. Yeah, I floated it out there, this man. You guys effed up. Good brown, but this one here, you could. I, for me, I'm thinking that I could enjoy this during the summer. It's not heavy. I love stouts during the summertime. But the, yeah, and this is not a stout, Steve. This is a brown, no, and it's stouts. a brown. It's a sweet brown. And what I did with this one here was uh, the bittering hops. I can't, I can't remember which one it was, but anyways, I didn't give it a full sixty minutes on it. Uh -huh. Really? I give it a, about a forty minute uh, boil. Okay. to try to keep it on the sweet end because this one's already sweet to begin with but I tried to make it a little bit sweeter so that way it'd be more enjoyable for those that don't drink yeah. browns so yeah. much just always uh, yeah. playing with everything trying to see what you could change but this one turned out a little bit sweeter than I expected too so when you're because I, I haven't had too much success brewing beers outside of ones that are really roasty you know what mm -hmm. i mean 
what kind of malts would you recommend for beers to, to be dark and have that flavor, but not necessarily be, um, it, like you said, sweet. Because uh, a lot of the time when you use something like your, your 120s, that they can get really sweet really easy. Yeah. 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 And that, th this is where we're at on this one, too. Uh, but it's like if you're going to go super sweet, what, by, what, I, what I was trying to do was trying to take the bittering hops that I was putting in there and I, God, I just can't remember what they were. And the first brown that I did, it, it was okay. It was a little bit sweet, but what I wanted to do is make it even sweeter. So I thought by putting the hops in and only giving it a 40 minute boil, make it taste a little bit sweeter. Okay. And that's what it did. But I think right now it's a little bit too sweet, hmm. a little bit too sweet, but mm -hmm. it's mellow. Yeah. It's really mellow. I was, that's very tasty. And uh, yeah, brown ales, they're, they, for me, they're hard to make because you don't have anything crazy dark in there to balance out the potential sweetness. And, uh, for me, they're almost always too sweet. This one's really good, though. Well, I was trying to pull up a post that I saved on Instagram for those that have a, a keyser or if you use a bottle filler mm -hmm. to fill bottles. If you have a uh, inner tap faucet, they came out with an attachment that's the same thing as a bottle filler. You just screw it on and you can bottle fill from the tap. Yeah. And it's I, the same as using a bottle filler yeah, gun. Perlick has, okay. Perlick has one too that you put inside uh, the faucet and then, but mine, I've got some old faucets that uh, my brother gave me. And what I did, it just, it perfectly, I could fit a, uh, a hose right inside it, a 3 8 hose, right up inside. I tape it off and then Drop the hose down at the bottom of the bottle. Oh, there you go. Open it up and it fills from the bottom up. And yeah. so that works out for me so far. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, my brother, he, he fills growlers all the time. He's got a special rig for all that. Gotcha. Yeah, I wanted to bring it up maybe at the next meeting and go in with like a handful of people from uh, foam, mm -hmm. Bakersfield foam, and see if anyone wants to go in and get like a canning system and have it at like a designated person. Matter of fact, my, that's place. what my brother's buying next. He's getting a canning system. Yeah. Don't tease me. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, uh, don't tease me. <laughs> yeah, because he said he's tired of filling growlers and he wants to do, do cans. Great idea, Steven. Yeah, you're the one that sells the shit. <laughs> 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 he can order you a, a canning system. It's only going to cost you about six hundred dollars. That's right. Right. I, I think they're the, like the coolest piece of equipment. I oh, love watching oh, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're neat. They oh, are man. totally neat the way they work. Like, and it's it's it just looks. I don't know, man. It looks like industrial revolution. You know, even even the new ones, they they look like something that came from the turn of the century and yeah. I'm talking the century before this century <laughs> you essentially still use a, a bottle filler right you purge the, the can with CO2 mm -hmm. and then fill yes. it yeah. like how would you just use like if you wanted to bypass that dedicate a tap to CO2 to purge the can and then fill it sure you can do it that way I mean that's what most breweries do right they have a dedicated yeah. CO2 line yeah Fill it or purge it and then fill it. Yeah. And why isn't Central Valley doing that? 
<laughs> you're, you're not gonna. Nobody's. I would. I would bring my whole keg if you, you could charge me. With this will be deleted from the episode. We made that say, note. That's something since rebelling is we doing. Hey, there you go. You this will be deleted from this episode. <laughs> he hurt you. <laughs> anyway, what are we drinking next? Oh, let me go get that strong. I'll yeah, please. God damn, Steven. Something talked about, but like uh, that would be that would be awesome. For you guys I can see the flyers going out there right now. Haven't I brought it up before? Have, 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 have your brew canned at Central Valve. <laughs> I've already talked about that. I don't. I don't think. It's like, I would. I would. Pick people it. rather do rather do that shit at home, man. No. no. Yeah. Why? Right, what else you guys? You guys doing besides providing awesome customers? Maybe service? we could sell uh, canning stations. Obviously. But yeah, obviously. But having like a dedicated CO two. One. You guys can't do that here, right? Unless you upgrade to... Unless we get all the permitting. I want to make sure I grab my glass. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Greg. What, are, what do we have now? Yeah, Greg, what are we doing? All right. So, we got an English strong ale. Aged sweet. on uh, Maker's Mark bourbon and oak. Okay, that's... Very sweet. Yeah, that's good. That sounds very Maker's sweet. Maker's Mark Very good. Uh, never messed around with oak too much until this one. So I took the oak cubes, I think I used like two ounces of medium char and put them in like an eight ounce mason jar, filled it up to the brim with Maker's Mark, let it sit for a week, and I figured that would handle the uh, sanitization, if you there want to you call go. it, you know, and uh, just threw that in, let it sit on it for about a month, and then went from there. Man, you have too much patience. Not when it's in the bottle. <laughs> I know, I know. As soon as it hits the bottle, it's over with. Yeah. <laughs> like, my family's lucky if they get any. So you typically bottle condition in these flip-top bottles? I have a 12-pack of those. Um, I don't like that, obviously, isn't enough for a five-gallon batch. But uh, I usually try to at least do that. It, you know, it takes a little bit off. And then I try and bottle in 22s as much as I can. Just because I don't keg or anything like that, everything's bottle conditioned. So try to take as much time out of my brew day as possible. What Greg is saying or, is, if you ever need twenty-two bottles, probably has hundreds of them. I wish, dude, because I don't know how. Or you can get them at same. Central Valley Homebrew Supply. <laughs> That's a nice little plug right there. <laughs> shameless plug. You guys, you guys are usually pretty sold out of them, right? Yeah, we've run through them pretty quick. Yeah, we'll be like ordering more this yeah. week. Yeah, every time I give them out as gifts and stuff, I go, I want my bottles back. I know. Every time I go, every time I go to like a but, party and I bring a beer, but I, I, I rinse it out, put it off to the side. I rarely get my bottles back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any given day of the week, I, if I get pulled over, the cops will be like, uh, excuse me, sir, you got all these empty bottles. There, there's no beer in them. They're that's rinsed. a co- common theme, man. You can't, you can't hate on people for keeping bottles and filling them. You know what I mean? Let you guys try it first before I share the actual secret ingredient. It's not poison. Is it love? Is it love the Absolutely ingredient? love, but that's no secret. That's a nice clarity. Yeah. Wonderful oh, scent. Wow. Wonderful aroma, Greg. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. It, it mellowed out quite a bit. It was quite pungent. The clarity is there. It just has a little bit of uh, cold chill to it. No. And it, it cleared up nice. It used Ooh. to have a problem, but... I gotta depict this one a little bit. Yeah. You gotta depict it. 
Coconut. No. Hell no. 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 And there's like no. this like faint coconut. I'll tell that's you. From what, the, I'll that's give from you the oak, hint. dude. I'll give you a hint. There's Is it? No. That's from the oak. Yeah. Huh? A little bit. Yeah, of that's oak. Oh, hell for yeah. sure. The oak there. Oh, so I got that one right. From, but no, like that, that you get that from oak. Yeah, there's no coconut, yeah, dude. That's yeah, from the oak, oak, homie. Definitely oak. All right. Excuse me. Hopefully I don't get too sad. By the out, Steven. Anybody else want to make a guess? Of what? Almost what else is in it? The wine. Secret is. Hold up. Wine in there? No. Hold up. I'm gonna get crucified. But Jameson? No. Maker's Mark. Oh, Maker's you said Mark. that. Yeah. 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 That's my. There's idea. actual makers in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but that's still not what I was getting at. But all right. That's what it, you sucked up. So, so I can get that. Yeah. Is it? Boozy. Straight tap water. Okay. I, I put Camden in it to get rid of the chlorine, mm-hmm. but I wanted to do something that was going to be really hard water to kind of go along with a, like a Burton or an English style. Okay. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. tap water. And okay. I haven't done that in forever. And That's all I use. Really? I I, 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 I haven't used tap water in a long time. And I was like, uh, I don't know why I shied away from it. People, you know. I, well, something heavier like this and a darker, darker uh, ale, I wouldn't... Uh, I advise I against like, it. You know? I want to point yeah. out this beer is really deceiving. Is, it's, it's sweet on the nose, and then you taste it, and it, you get like the straight whiskey flavor. Oh, for yeah. sure. And it's not that strong. Yeah, it's not it's strong. Not that strong. Like you get a, a really good whiskey flavor, like tone from it, note from it, but on the nose, it's super sweet. Yeah, I, I did a, a stout with Maker's Mark, and it, yeah, I put too much in there. This is perfect. I is like this, this one. Too much you could really enjoy more? this. Yeah, it's really so, good, Greg. All I did was something uh, different. The Maker's Mark that that <coughs> uh, excuse me soaked in that went into the fermenter as well. So like <coughs> all that, that I used, <coughs> you know, plus whatever soaked into the cubes, uh, that went in there. But it was a lot. So this is uh, this beer's a few months old at this point. Uh, at first it was hot. Just uh, all I you got see, was yeah, Maker's. I can see that. Was it still sweet on the nose? It was yeah. Like well, I I wouldn't call it sweet really, but uh, it was like you smelled it, and all you really smelled was bourbon. I get like okay. this like sweetness on the nose, but then you taste mm-hmm. it, and you get like that uh, light hotness, but like really mild whiskey oak flavor from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and, like, it, some it, coconut. It toned down quite a bit, and it, I'm sad that I have only one bottle left. <laughs> so, when did you uh, is, brew this? That I can't remember. This is it's probably four months ago. Okay. Four or five months ago at this point. You know, and it was a, it was. Well, a I hope you brew it again because yeah, I'd like absolutely. a bottle of it. Yeah. 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 Just keep this me in mind, man. Yeah. I'll give you my number. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm glad you guys enjoy that. This is was very good. Yeah. Mellowed out quite a bit. It's one of the few brews that I don't <laughs> brew with my buddy Chris, but uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna have some me time today. And, there you go, man. Um, you know, just I was lazy too. I was like, "What? What can I make with what I have around?" I got some Maker's Mark. I got some oak. I got all this. And, um, it was again all Marisotter. I was trying to get through the the last sack yeah. that I bought. And, um, all, all Marisotter base, and then I think there was some. Uh, There's probably some one twenty in there. Okay. What house did you go with on this? I, if you give me a minute, I can figure, find it. But. Steven, you just told me not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, old school, though. Oh, my God, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't put it. Oh, I, was, I, I wanted to pull the stew on this podcast. Oh, where's my phone? Let me pull it up real quick. Oh, yeah. This is the one that I, I like, literally just used everything that I had lying around. So, believe it or not, it was just... Sometimes like, those are the best beers, man. Straight Pacific you know? Jade. Like, oh, okay. Random, really, Shit. Really random Different. Pop. But, yeah, okay. that's that's what I had on me, and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And, yeah, it was just all Pacific Jade. Came out nice. Oh, man. Very nice. Odd beer, but it worked. You know? Yeah, it worked real well. Keep this in the stash. Yep. You said that was our last beer. I have a KRBC if you want to finish this podcast off with something light. Uh, okay. It's a gozy margarita. Pop it out. Beer. We got. We have eight minutes left. Eight minutes. All right. BRB. <laughs> Hurry, Steven. Shut up. Okay. I haven't tried it. It worked out. What are we drinking? Doing, I think I'll be doing tap water stuff more often. Sour. Yeah, because I know. Oh, wow. This is a goza. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. Mm. <laughs> the face. The face. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. I'm gonna try it though. It, it's like uh, it'll clench your palate. <sighs> Have a little good. of that water. Wow, wow. What a, that's a big leaf right there, though. No shit. On something light, at you least. Know, we pissed some hipster off right now. It's <laughs> 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 like, you fools. Oh my gosh. Wow. Steven, great idea. <laughs> that's right, a good way to finish this. Smart yeah. ass. Uh, something light. Make you look yeah. forward to the summertime. There you go. I don't know, man. I thoroughly enjoy the winter around here. I do too, yeah. I'll tell you Just what. I'm working in it. I moved here. In October of 2015, from San Diego, and I was Where's like, this oh, from? this is nice. This Everybody is told me it'd be hot. Nobody told me it'd be cold. Oh. And then all of a sudden, that I was ill-prepared for the first summer. I was, I can't breathe. It's, it's nice. <laughs> it's not like overly It's nice. Sour. No, this is good. This is real good. I get makes lots of tequila. It's not, it's not too sour, but it's almost, you could taste the margarita. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot That's of That's what it tastes like, margarita. Yeah, it says it on the can. Yeah. Margarita goes. And you know what? I've seen that beer. Chocotron. A ginger. That's what I'm... That's what I'm tasting. That's ginger in it, too? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm tasting. I always shy away from that beer because it always... uh, Anything with Ida at the end, it always... What was it? Um, Like Bud Light or Budweiser came out with like a... Bud Light Lime? Yeah, and it's just like that's what well, yeah. yeah. this story tastes like. But there was there was another one. Uh, it might have even been like I don't know who it was. I think uh, one of the tequila manufacturers, one of the, your generic ones, or they came out with something that was just it. And it was terrible, god awful. And I've seen this beer, and I love KRBC, but I was like, I don't think I'll ever drink that. I I'll not. I know I'll never buy it, but. Uh, Thanks, thanks, Steven. This for would be like, it's good to mix with like an actual liquor. Fuck, man. Like, put this <laughs> in an actual margarita. Dude, freeze oh, this Molly. and make margaritas with it? Yeah, yeah I'm going to make a margarita slushy. Yeah, KRBC. Yeah, for the summertime. <laughs> they do the slushies like <laughs> everybody else now? Yeah. They do those slushies too? I know it's not really hot up there in like Isabella, but this would be really uh, good slushied. Uh, Please don't do the slushy, the beer slushy. It's a gimmick at this point. Yeah, that, They're too busy winning a gold medal. That just doesn't sound like yeah. gold rewards. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is delicious. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not too sour. It. It's too over there making faces. Yeah. I always thought it was Hey, teach your own, man. That, mm. uh, to, like, throw salt in your beer. Like, I always thought it was really weird. But this is, I mean, style. I love Carabisi. I just, uh, 
these type of beers I just can't get into, man. Like, I also brought an IPA. I'm, I'm biting into a lime with salt. Would you like the IPA? Damn, I thought we pissed off enough hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, you what do you bring, a river, buddy? Um, outstanding, something like that. Just outstanding. Just outstanding. I fuck with that beer, KRBC. I love uh, River Buddy, KRBC. Stout is amazing. Long Swim, KRBC. Long Swim is one of my favorite beers, KRBC. So we love you. Church. Yeah. Church. 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 Great beer. Amazing. But didn't they just Long Swim beat Citra? Somebody, somebody's gonna be pissed off with that too. But Long Swim beat Citra. Yep. So there we go. I never had the flavor. So did you want to finish this and? I only brought a small can of Just Outstanding. You want to finish that off with that? We can finish it off after this. I'm going to stop the show, though. <laughs> All right. Are you going to do your outro then? Um, yes, we will. Thanks, Emil. Thanks, sir. <laughs> yeah, That's how it goes. That brought my day. No, it goes like this. It goes like this, Stephen. Emil? Thank you for showing up and bringing those beers. Yeah. You're very welcome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm glad we could... Uh, Heck yeah. Seven. Greg, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for bringing those beers. Steven, thank you for bringing those beers. Oh, hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Thanks, thanks for, for having, the Thanks for having me on. Why don't you brew something next time? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is cool. I know this show is a little disorganized, but hey, you know, we had to get something done. We're going to get this getting more consistent. We have to, you know. Um, more, more of our uh, outstanding local guests. That we uh, had on today. Uh, this is the first one of the new year. This is the first show. Yeah. First show <laughs> to be a little unorganized. The first match time 3.0. 3.0. <laughs> Maybe John Agee will be on the next one. We'll Hopefully. see. Maybe. That would be cool. But, uh, Stephen, you have any last words, man? No, thanks for having me on. It's always a fun experience being on and critiquing beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, any, anything? No, heck, all I've got to say is I've got that split batch that... Uh, dealing with the the yeast, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, yeah. But the next batch, definitely going to try that Viking Red that you told Heck me. Heck yeah, absolutely. That that's I got to I got to do that one. Great malt. Check that out if you ever want to do a red ale or uh, something, some type of beer that's red. Red Kolsch. Red Kolsch. That's what you did, right? Yes. Sold here. Viking. Yeah. Central Valley. <laughs> sold, sold here at Central Valley Humphrey <laughs> Supply. Viking Red Active Malt, man. Oh, you can man. use that as 100% of your uh, grain, of your uh, grist and your recipe and get a beautiful red color out of it. But uh, anyway, until uh, next time, we're signing off and we'll uh, catch you all soon. Thanks. Sorry, hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> Mash Time, Central Valley Homebrew Supply, all of us are out. Bye-bye. <laughs>